Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays, brought to you by no one, because advertising sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, welcome back to Wax Wednesdays, why join the Navy when you can be a pirate and... Uh... Brought to you by Wax Wednesdays. Yeah, we have an interesting concept for today. We do, we do. It's a metaphorical podcast episode, or a conceptual one, if you will. Well, I mean, this podcast has been a concept for us both for a little while. Yeah, the concept is we just uh, need a reason to play our vinyls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of uh, we're metaphorically playing to you from a pirate radio ship. Oh, the oh yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> there we go. Let's make our own concept album. Yeah, the concept is we're actually in the 1960s playing an illegal music from uh, international waters. Exactly. So this is, is this how make or break? Well, that's a bit of the reality. That's not really a concept. That's what we're actually doing. We're currently on the boat in the international waters. Well, we are currently on the boat. Every time we have to podcast this, we actually go out to international waters, record it and then come back because it's the only safe place to do so. Exactly. And uh, when we're live on air, it's all going on. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. It's definitely a little out of your 5Ks, but um, that's luckily they measured in kilometers, not nautical miles. Yeah, that's a little lockdown joke for those in Melbourne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the 5K limit, uh, radius limit that you ha- we have right now. But uh, yeah, like you said, we're doing concepts and we've invited us a few bands to play on our concept ship today. And we're going to be going through some of the biggest concept albums, probably in the history of music, I want to say. Oh, definitely the ones I'm going to play. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we've got a really good spread here. We've got... um. I mean, concept albums in themselves can always be a little hard, uh, hard to grasp if you if you're not used to the artist themselves. I mean, think of people like David Bowie. He went through how many different persona changes, um, releasing how many different concepts. But um, that's kind of the point, I guess. Um, you know, a lot of these albums were were used for artists to break out of their regular, uh, reg- regular recording realm. Yeah. On that note, like let's get let's just dive straight into stories because we're gonna have a lot of these. Um, we certainly do. So, for instance, like, have you heard of the Beatles? No, no. Who's who's in there, actually? It's a rhetorical question, Louis. Um, <laughs> I didn't know how to answer that first. <laughs> the, the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So, for this, uh, there's a, Paul was telling the story of how they came up with the whole concept. And we'll go through the concept of each of these albums, I think. Or just, like, briefly touch on them of, like, what was the idea and the thinking and the story behind all these albums. Yeah, exactly. Because all the tracks... Basically, and the whole album was created with a thought in mind, and that we'll go into them. So, for this one, how it kind of worked was uh, Paul was flying back with his manager, Mal Evans, one day, and they were just talking over a meal about salt and pepper, I don't know, about which poly spice they like, and someone overheard them and said, Sergeant Pepper. And then he had the idea of uh, Sergeant Pepper, like, has this whole, his own band, like a Lonely Hearts Club band. And then he thought it'd be interesting for them to pretend during the making of the album that they were all this, a member of this band. <laughs> so they all had their own characters and whole backstories of who they were, what they did and how they played and how they dressed and how they interacted for the entire recording of this album. Yeah. And didn't this actually come into some of their songwriting as well? Yeah. Every song was made with a different persona. So Paul McCartney was not Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney put on the iconic, uh, I don't even know how to describe these outfits. Oh, those that, uh, yeah. If anyone's familiar with the, uh, the album cover it's those iconic Beatles jackets where they're all in a different color yeah the marching band of sorts uh, uh, My Chemical Romance inspired yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so they break down uh, lyrics and the songs and obviously rewrite into some of these characters with an opening tra- um, the opening track uh, like an introduction to the album that sounds live like they're you know they're coming onto an album stage yeah we hope you enjoy the show is how they open yeah, exactly. it so it's a whole new concept 20 years ago today Sergeant Pepper taught, taught the band to play it um, and we'd like to introduce to you Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And then they come in and break down and Ringo gets on and does with a little help for my friends. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the album covers is filled with a bunch of people. Um, there's actually a listing of everyone who's in that 
on the back and it's a huge list well there's um, another song on that album that i really love as well um and it's about like a circus show and it's sort of a magic show um yeah being for the benefit of mr kite um uh, which is a if you were to listen to one track sort of on this album to understand the premise of a concept i'd definitely encourage listening to that yeah we'll play it for you later We'll pass that on. Uh, so that's the first one we'll play for you. Louis, what do you got? I've got a bunch of stuff, actually, and a bit of a scattering. Um, <laughs> I, I went to one artist in my collection who I know has many concept albums. Um, and obviously, they've got quite a discography for me to choose from. I think I own 17 King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard albums. That's a fair few. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're sort of known for pumping out last year, or 2019, when they did, uh, I think they released seven albums in a year uh, and I bought them all on pre-release uh, collected a bunch of them and they all sort of had different uh, concept journeys I mean the concept of itself to release that many albums in a year was kind of baffling but well just the title The King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yeah, is yeah. There's a concept in itself yeah exactly and their, their story and their things sort of evolved across the years but I've got um, the first actually the first here's a nice little bit of trivia about myself kids uh, the first record I ever bought was King Gizzard and the Lizard, Lizard Wizard Nonagon Infinity there you go. And the whole premise of that album was, uh, again, Satanic Praise, which tends to be all of their, <laughs> yeah. all of their albums. But the, the cool concept about this, which they tried to do on a previous album, was you're stuck in a never-ending time loop of music. So the whole premise is every single song bleeds into the very next one seamlessly without any sort of change. All of the tempo changes and key changes of the, of the songs bleed into one another. And you essentially, the whole album designed to be played on a loop then go on forever and ever and ever and that's sort of the story that they try and tell um through like geometries and and crazy beings like people vultures getting captured by this big vulture it's all one hectic crazy story and it's like in a big time loop that's a premise so i'll play some of my favorite tracks off that yeah it's pretty interesting that kind of follows into this other concept album of a uh, pink Floyd and dark side of the moon of like a prison where like one light goes in and fly, like a bunch of light rays come out of it too um and that song was more conceptual in the face that like it just in that it discusses like the philosophical and physical ideas that can lead to a person's like insanity and ultimately like unfulfilled life, I guess. Um, but it's t told in two parts. So like one side of the album consists of like speak to me on the run, breathe reprise, great gig in the sky, um, which is very like this unfulfilling life. And the second half consists of songs about different ideas that are detrimental to society, like money, us and them, a color you like, money. brain damage. Easy crime. Yeah, so it's uh, th this one I'd probably give rise to like the whole idea of a concept album. This was Mate, this is the, the pinnacle of concept one. albums. I guess this is definitely the oldest concept album I own. Arguably, ever was created. I'm sure there was something before this. Yeah, but not of um in historic records. Yeah, I guess as far as concept album goes, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon was you know there, how I reckon there'd be a bunch of crazy conspiracies about how to listen to this album. Like, wasn't it? You listen to it backwards with The Wizard of Oz and then um, Paul McCartney will bust out of your wardrobe or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of rumours if you play Yeah, yeah apparently it lines no, up perfect uh, to The Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. That'll be a fun little day. Wow, it could be. Uh, give, that a, give that a red hot go. But I'm not... And so you turn off the music of The Wizard of Oz and the themes are supposed to be mirrored through, through the lyrics. Anyway... Some say The Wizard of Oz was recorded first, but I like to believe that it was Dark Side of the Moon and then they built a film to that album. Yeah, exactly. Well, Roger Waters just built the soundtrack to... Uh, Roger Waters Wizard was The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there you go. We'll start that conspiracy. Yeah, the, the Dark Side of the Moon is really just a yellow brick road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. What else you got for, for us, Louis? I got a, I got a bag of tricks. Um, a lot of this all recent stuff as well. Um, and I... I've mentioned this on a couple of podcasts and obviously to you, Gideon, I've started to dip my toes in the waters of 
um, owning hip hop, but I haven't gone down the genetic roots. We'll get Eminem, there. The thug life. Thug life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, my crotch isn't dropping in my pants just yet. But I bought two MF Doom and Zarface records. Uh, now, previously, MF Doom was known as uh, Daniel Demille, and he was an MC. But then later in his career, produced and developed this mantle of uh, MF Doom based on his favourite uh, comic book villain or vigilante, as 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 he likes to sing as uh, Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom. Uh, so he wears. I have. I, well, I never got the privilege of seeing him play live. Obviously passed away last last year 2020 or 2019 anyway passed away recently rip um but he played in like the doom mask and then there was this other uh mc and and producer called zarface also sung under this superhero premise um but his role or his position as he calls out in one song is um is hero and as he says every hero needs a villain and so he teams up with mf doom who sings and and acts and does this whole persona as a villain um so it's sort of like this whole idea that their two worlds rap worlds collide and they try and take over the world together and their first album uh, Zarface meets Metalface uh, they also get a bunch of Wu-Tang's rappers Inspector Deck Esoteric and Sevenel and they <laughs> and the sort of the by note goes uh, MF Doom and Zarface combine their superpowers to bring the earth to its knees so <laughs> so the whole sounds like a comic book almost <laughs> yeah exactly but and all the artwork sort of split out like a comic book for these albums um, they're actually pretty epic and they've released you know they've released their own action figures as, as merch and all of that kind of stuff. so they really played into it uh, but they sort of quote all different areas through these two albums of of pop culture i mean there's some some title tracks here called mando calrissian which is like mashup of star wars characters so they're sort of <laughs> kind of like rapping nerds it's kind of great yeah it's pretty cool and it's uh it's a cool concept yeah what's well, it's interesting because obviously in our, our premise of the podcast is we tend to play one album well, one one rec one song from each album, uh, but concept albums are obviously designed to be. It's going to be a bit hard for you to get the whole concept from one song, so we probably will advise you to listen to the entire album that we'll list for you. Yeah, maybe that's our concept. We're doing we're breaking up concept albums <laughs> to make our own. We're a mashup of concepts. We're a concept mashup of concepts. That's talking about concepts. Yeah, it is. I just said concepts a lot to try and make it sound like a concept. That was my concept. Great concept, Louis. Um, <laughs> let's go move on to the more of a political landscape, I guess. So let's turn the clock now to 1969 and kind of that Woodstock era now of uh, the Vietnam War and that's where Marvin Gaye after releasing a plethora of love songs decided to turn his attention um, not turn his attention but what he said directly was uh, he wanted to uh, evaluate his whole concept of what music meant to him and how much his brother who sent him letters from Vietnam affected him and he realized he wanted to write songs that would reach the souls of people for this one and the album is called What's Going On. And that actually originates from a member of the Four Tops, uh, Ronaldo Obi Benson, who witnessed like, an, this act of like, police brutality and violence committed on anti-war protesters who'd been protesting in um, the People's Park. And later, that was termed Bloody Thursday. And Benson later told uh, this author, like, I saw what started and like, what's going on here? Thursday, Bloody Thursday. That's, um, that was adapted to a screenplay as well. Yeah, like what is happening here? Um, and then if you listen to the record, the whole narrative established is like songs that is told from the point of view of a Vietnam veteran returning to his home country to witness hatred, suffering and injustice. And did Marvin Gaye uh, serve? He did not. He was a, he became an activist after this. And yeah, it's quite an interesting way to sort of develop a perspective and write a concept. Yeah, it's um, from his brother sending him letters. Yeah, um, for, for political use. And at the time, he was talking about this was career suicide for him. Everyone was telling him, you can't release this type of music. It's not going to be a hit. You're going to go, you're going to become irrelevant and 
everyone's going to turn on you and it became one of his best I was going to say, record. arguably one of his best records. And for those of you who don't know it, it's Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Track number two, What's Happening, Brother? And that's probably the most heartfelt song of the album, but we'll play it all. Like, if you want to go through this, the track listings alone, it's like, What's Going On? What's Happening, Brother? Flying High in the Friendly Sky, Save the Children, God is Love, Mercy, Mercy Me. It's pretty heavy songs. Mm. Yeah, I guess now you've sort of broken down what the premise of that album is and you you, you know you adapt those track names to it. It's as if he's reading the titles of each letter sent by his brother. It's yeah, it's almost... Quite it's, fascinating. It's almost like the uh, TV series and those are each of the episodes. Yeah. That's how much they flow in. Uh, you got another one for us, Louis? I definitely do. Um, this one's... <laughs> I actually went to a record store um, sort of near my work that I quite enjoy going having a bit of a shop in. Shout outs to Rocksteady Records and off... Uh, Lonsdale Street in Melbourne. Um, going there, Pat's got a bunch of sick music. He really knows his stuff. And I started chatting to him about concept concept records because he pays attention to what I buy. And I was <laughs> digging through some areas I don't normally dig through. Uh, he wanted to know what I was after. And he actually suggested this one to me, um, produced by one of his close friends, Bats, B-A-T-T-S, not to be confused with Bats, B-A-T-Z, also a great punk rock band from Melbourne. Um, we saw their last show ever at Lulee's Tavern. But anyway, Bats um, and her concept album called The Grand Tour. Uh, gives any hints on what you reckon The Grand Tour could be about? Do you want to take a wild guess? A cycling tour, like the Tour de France? <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the album cover is uh, sort no, of... No, if I was to say, it'd probably be like the Darjeeling Limited or something the like Darjeeling that. The Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually uh, it's actually the soundtrack for the Darjeeling Limited. Oh, there you go. It's <laughs> kind of like the Wizard of Oz. No, well, the, uh, the album cover's got... The Grand Tour, an album, and it's it looks like an old train ticket uh, with the number 223 on it, Earth 3, E.L. Stone, Jupiter, Saturn, and beyond. So what is it, like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Well, it's actually based, the whole album is based around the uh, Voyager space journey. Oh, yeah, the fantastic Voyager. <laughs> yeah. So, and what she actually did um, is she rode into NASA and got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. They, they were happy to give it to her of all the recorded information that was collected in outer space. <laughs> what are they going to the be Voyager doing satellite. with that? <laughs> well, it was all of their information that they got um, the, from the Voyager 1 crossed into interstellar space in 2012 and it sent back a shock radio and plasma wave signals which were converted into sound and it sparked the idea for her uh, to create her debut album on that whole premise. Um, so she set out to take you on Voyager space mission through space and sound with samplings from the official Voyager samples from NASA. Um, that she got at the University of Iowa. So, uh, and she's actually placed them through this album in chronological order of when they were returned back to Earth. So it's quite, quite a fantastic concept. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the reason I said it was contentious, and uh, is because this was released in 2019, and the Avalanches have just put out an album where they sort of tackle the same concept. Oh well, they tackle a lot of concepts. Uh, they do. They and every do. sound they produce. <laughs> but I'm not sure if they actually got to sample the NASA's Voyager One. So Bats, um, Bats beat them to that point. That's pretty cool. What else have you got for us? The last one I got is uh, Tommy and the Who, which pretty much isn't an album. It's probably more considered a rock opera, actually, because <laughs> it's more about uh, Peter Townshend, who uh, tells the story of a uh, Tommy Walker, a deaf, dime, a deaf, dumb, and blind boy. And his experiences with life and in his relationship with his family, essentially. Deaf, dumb, and blind boy. Ah, Pinball Wizard. Yeah, that is one of them. Um, and every song has its own narrative and it goes through his, like the life of Tommy. And it gives the story of uh, this British army captain, Walker. He goes missing, meets his wife, Mrs. Walker, and gives son to their boy, to their son, Tommy. So the first one it's called, it's a boy. That you might know. <laughs> Years later, Captain Walker returns home and discovers that his wife has found a new lover. 
The captain kills the lover in an altercation. And Tommy's mother brainwashes him into believing he didn't see or hear anything. Um, and then the second one comes, psych. And then the third one is a, a quack claims his wife can cure Tommy. Now that's the hawker. A quack, that's a bit of a forgotten uh, f- forgotten name for a shrink. Yeah, there's a, there's a few here going on. It's, <laughs> it's really telling all the times. I'm not going to go into all of it, um, but it goes into uh, the hawker's drug-addicted wife, the acid queen. It goes into uh, who gives Tommy a dose of LSD, causing a hallucinogenic experience. Um, which is the undertow. And as he grows up, he grows older. He discovers that he can feel vibrations, suffers sufficiently well to become an expert pinball player, which is how he became the pinball wizard. <laughs> the pinball wizard. Um, He's a pinball wizard. Yeah. He scores a trillion more. Just telling you, the li- I'm going through all the songs and obviously you can hear now all the songs. That's the concept of it about this guy's life and how he grows. And it's, live through it's more of a screenplay. Than, a, than an album uh, oh, Sorry It's more of an opera Than, a, than an album but. Oh I know Which is uh, This is what I love About concept albums They can just Take you Just do this Truly imaginative journey <laughs> And I remember hearing That like, one song From one of these albums You'd be like Oh that was, that was interesting And then you kind of Don't know who it is And then you put the whole album together And you're like Oh it's this whole Landscape that they've created Through song telling And It makes I feel like it makes Like The writing process easier for me, like if you've got the concept, you just play into that and your your mind just goes yeah. full deep into it as much as you can. Like you kind of build the world and once you're building this world, it's like whatever fits. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just sort of filling in the gaps really once you have the idea and you know, the gaps can be the music at times. Yeah, so these artists who just go into a studio and be like, oh, I got this loop. Oh, let's, oh, let's just put some songs and some bump, drap, drums to it and put, put this together and choose the best, like whatever, 20, 30 songs, cut it down from there and put whatever into an album. Yeah. That's a, that's a very different way of thinking. It certainly is. Uh, have you got any others for us? I do. I've got um I've got another couple of albums here as well. Um, sort of the other side of concept albums is uh, the concept of of what you can do musically. Uh, like I sort of mentioned before, King Gizzard have got however many hundreds of albums. Well, how I think they're up to twenty in their twenties now. Um, and they tackle a few different music concepts within that. But I wonder another- if they'll stop at number twenty-seven. Oh, interesting. The 27 Club. Yeah, a little, uh, <laughs> a a little, little podcast plug throwback to our yeah. one a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I'll be playing for you uh, a track off one of the El Michelle Affair albums. Um, now, El Michelle's Affair is obviously fronted and created by uh, Leon Michelle, who's a rather celebrated saxophonist and organ player and played with a bunch. He's actually played with a bunch of our favorite Daptone artist kids. Uh, played with the Anti Balas, the Manhattan Street Band, the Dap Kings, and Sharon Jones. Um, and he's also done a quite a number of guest appearances on NPR, Tiny Desk Concerts. But his first couple of albums that he released under the sort of the jazz funk supergroup, again, containing a lot of those artists from those bands I just previously mentioned, was actually called Enter the 37th Chamber. And the concept of that is it's the the uh, the chamber after Wu-Tang Clan's famous Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Um, and the premise of these concept albums, and he's obviously got um, for a follow-up, Return to the 37th Chamber for when we go uh, Return to the Wu-Tang. Uh, the premise of this and the concept was another podcast throwback here for you, unsampling sampled music. So Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously all the beats that the Wu-Tang put together and made um, contained a lot of famous samples. They've gone and musically rewrote all of these songs and mashed and made all the samples uh, at, at, with consistent keys and beat making and essentially built a... Uh, a musical landscape that's all connected through that. And uh, effectively, they're no longer samples. They're whole songs. It's pretty cool. I feel like we should start playing these songs now. No, I reckon we should. 
All right, guys. Well, that's it from it from us. If you want to email us and get in touch, it's WednesdaysWax at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you uh, hopefully every Wednesday from now till the end of time. Well, if that's a concept. That is a concept. We'll see you next week, guys. Say ya, bye. Bye. <laughs>
Keys, jeez, I teach but I kill him when the class on. So I got no pupils like Spidey with the mask on. Generally speaking, each rhyme is five star. Split personality, I ride with a sidecar. I can't think of the rhyme, it must be misplaced. It's on the tip of my tongue like Stan Smith's face. Hold on, mm, something about a fly sound and how you got no bars like a dry town, so pipe down. The beat bumps like bad skin. Captain gonna teach stuff, shout to Craig, man, that's the line, yo. Let the mind take you where the cameras can. It's very necessary, like a Q-tip Grammy rant. Doom was imminent. Doom jet lag. Good afternoon, or is that night? Militants speak proper. Some airheads say the act white. Cats flight. Bread good, so he tends to pack light. Got jokes, but usually don't engage in no snap fight. Could be considered a waste confronting snakes on the back bite. Detrimental to cultures that they like sight. Ass wipe, catch them on stage, mad hype. With a trash mic. Month later in the gutter, glass pipe and a flashlight. Looking around for something, it's still scurry. With will to incite riots, minds going blurry. It wasn't really shit to say, much to their chagrin or dismay. The licks had him on the ropes, then he made a big mistake and hit the hay. Went home and hit the day. 
burn the midnight oil and flip the shit a different way. Disaster, time is a component. Setting fire to rappers in a monumental moment. And the game's potent. It's like a never-ending quotient. A minute ago, it was smiles and hugs. Now where the fuck the door went? He's so bent, it's like he sent the shit straight again. Balls from the drop and he ain't even close to saying when. Fuck, fuck, villain. Nothing ever stolen. What's given is a blessing. Think the universe owe him. Got faith in the vessel, but no one to keep rowing. Yeah, and get about your own way with delivering the poem. Those who think they do, don't know them. No different than a squad of birds ready to blow them. Sorry, Charlie. Get back up on your Harley. Win, lose, or draw, plus beat you at Atari. Drop the ass deep in some far-off safari. And probably even got the answer to who the hell are we? Metal Face Squadron. Tell a real one, Shalom. In a calm tone, bomb thong.
Waiting 